Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Rick Lupert here. Welcome to our July 2018 edition of our show. So happy to have you listening. It's an open reading. Uh, feel free to call in. It's time for you to read a poem. Tell us what's going on in your poetry world. We do this every month. We have no content or style restrictions, and we'd be thrilled to uh, to hear your poetry today. Glad to be back. We um, had a pretty good reading last month, and since then, uh, I've, I've traveled a bit. Um, we took our vacation and got to go to some exciting cities, which which is pretty cool considering um, a lot of my interaction with the rest of the world outside of Southern Cal is done virtually via email or um, via this show, you know? So getting the chance to be out in the world and interact with people and see new places was awfully cool. Uh, we went to, um, I don't know if anyone is listening from any of these places, but if you are, let me know. Um, we uh, got to travel to Memphis, Tennessee, where uh, Elvis hung out and where Martin Luther King was killed and uh, where the National Civil Rights Museum is and, and where the home of rock and roll is, the birthplace of rock and roll, really. Um, and we followed that up with a trip to Nashville, Tennessee, where uh, there are biscuits and live music on every corner. <clears throat> and further, we uh, ended our trip in Louisville, Kentucky, where uh, bourbon runs in the streets. Not really, but you can get a lot of it there. Um, and we had we had our fair share, I'd have to say. Had a really good vacation. I wrote a lot of poetry there, which will uh, uh, hopefully be put together and uh, and put out in a collection, which will come out oh next year sometime. I'm hoping. Um, just put out a book a couple of months ago um, from the trip that I went on last summer. The book is called Beautiful Mistakes. Came out on May 1st and. It was all poetry. It is all poetry that was written on our vacation last summer, where we got to travel to the northwest of the United States. We started our trip then in Seattle, Washington, and uh, went from there to Twin Peaks, California. No, or sorry, Washington. Uh, Twin Peaks, of course, isn't the actual name of the city. Um, it was Snoqualmie, Washington, but it's better known to most of the world as Twin Peaks because because it's where that show was filmed and um, essentially sent, and we finished that trip in Portland, Oregon. Three awesome cities, and all the poetry I wrote there is collected in a, in a new book, which you can get now. It's called Beautiful Mistakes, and uh, it's filmed, available on Amazon. You can read a few samples of it from uh, on my website at PoetrySuperHighway.com. I just made a video for, from one of the poems as well. There's a poem called Snoqualmie Falls, which I wrote. Uh, while viewing the uh, the falls that were made famous, basically, uh, because of their appearance in the show Twin Peaks. So I wrote a poem there, and there's a new video uh, called Snoqualmie Falls, which has some footage that I shot of the falls and some footage of the trees and some other images as well, which is it's very Twin Peaksy in its look, and uh, and I'm doing the poem over it. So if you go to my... Facebook page, facebook.com slash rickpoet. Scroll down a little bit. You'll see it right there. It's also on my website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Check it out. I'd love to know what you think. Uh, the number to call in 
If you would like to read a poem, it's area code 646-716-7362. Um, we'll get to our callers in just a, just a minute or so. I want to let you know about some other things going on specifically with the poetry superhighway. You may have seen the email. We just started our annual summer poetry contest, and um, that started about a week ago. Start last week? No, it started within the last week. I think it started Tuesday of this past week, less than a week ago. We already have 100 entries, um, which is pretty staggering for the amount of time that we have uh, since the contest has been open. Um, last year, there were, I think, about 900 entries total in the contest. Uh, the contest runs uh, between two and three months, so to have 100 already uh, just in the first uh, less than a week is, is pretty amazing. My apologies to the judges who are going to have their poetry eyes broken, undoubtedly, by the end of all of this. So the way it works is uh, is this. Um, go to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com. There's a banner there where you can click and see all of these details. Uh, you're going to want to read those. There's a form that you fill out, an entry form, um, and that's step one. <clears throat> step two is you're going to uh, email your poems. Um, you'll put them in the body of an email. And uh, you'll put them in the order uh, that you uh, that of the list that you included when you filled out the entry form. Um, uh, second, third step after you've sent your poems, uh, you'll uh, you'll you'll pay. It's a dollar per poem entry fee. Uh, so if you enter five poems, it's five dollars. If you enter one poem, it's one dollar. If you enter ten poems, it's ten dollars, etc. You see how that works? A dollar per poem entry fee. Um, all of that money, a hundred percent of that money gets divided up um, amongst the top three scoring poets. So I'm not taking a cut of this money. It, it all goes to the three people who who win. So after you pay, which you can do by PayPal or Venmo or by uh, sending a check in the mail, as soon as I get your payment, I will send your entries off to the judges, and I'll send you an email confirming that. And then you, my friends, uh, will, uh, uh, will uh, be waiting to find out whether or not you won the contest. Um, the judges are going to score the poems between zero and five points, and uh, they they read your poems blindly, meaning uh, your name is removed from from the poems that they received, and um, and it's 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 mixed up a bit because we might get poems from several people during a day. So the judges are going to get one batch of poems for a day, which might just include your poems if you're the only one to have submitted poems that day, or it might include poems from several people, and they send the scores back. They have no idea who wrote the poems. Um, they don't know what the other judges have scored them. And in the end, we add up the scores, and uh, whoever has the most points wins. Usually there's a little tiebreaker. Sometimes we have to do a tie between some of the top-scoring poems to determine first, second, and third place. First place wins 50% of the entry fees taken in. So let's just say we got got 1,000 poems in. Um, uh, that you know, Half of that is... $500, so the first place winner would get $500. Uh, second place winner gets 30%, that's $300. And the third place winner gets 20%, which is $200. On top of that, what, what's, what if you don't win? What, what do you get out of it? Well, um, I don't, you probably know this already, but uh, if you've looked at the contest, but we have over 60 sponsors who have all uh, donated uh, prizes uh, to our contest entrance. So our pledge, and we've been able to do this every single year of the contest, which has been going on for 21 years now. This is the 21st year of the contest. We've been able to send every single person who's entered the contest 
a prize just for entering. So even if you don't win, you're going to get something. You're going to get a book of poetry. You're going to get a subscription to something. You might get an ebook. Uh, uh, you might. A few people have offered services. One person, and this is a really great prize. One person offered um, the formatting of your book. Now, what if you won that prize? You know, you, you've got a bunch of poetry, and you have no idea how to put together put it together in a book. Uh, you might win the formatting of your book. You know, so um, no one loses this contest. Everyone wins just for entering. In addition to the uh, three. <coughs> Winners actually winning the cash prize. There, and it's not just, uh, by the way, the entry fees taken in because a couple of people have donated cash as well. Um, and the cash that was donated is uh, being added directly to the to the prize pot. So uh, one one person, Roland Vassen, donated two hundred and fifty dollars, and that is um, that's a big chunk of money. So which means that if if uh, if we get a thousand entries. You add the 250 to that, the prize that's divided up is actually $1,250. So that's pretty cool. Anyone who uh, is considering, because uh, we're still early in the contest, if you want to be a sponsor and donate prizes to help us meet this goal of, of giving every single person a prize just for entering, um, you could do it just by donating one book. Um, there's a form online to do that. It says sponsor the contest. Fill it out. Um, you basically just have to agree to three things. One is you're going to send whatever you donate directly to the prize uh, to the contest entrance that I will uh, send you their addresses of um, at the end of the contest. So if you donate one prize, you're going to send it out to one person. If you donate three prizes, you'll send that out to three different people. Uh, it's possible the, the people who uh, might be receiving these prizes will live in a country that's different than yours, so you have to acknowledge that uh, that your postage might, might be more. We divide up the prizes randomly. And finally, uh, you just have to agree to notify me once the prizes have gone out. Because uh, I'm pretty diligent about keeping track of of the prizes and who's who's told me that they've been sent, etc. Um, and the goal there being making making sure that everyone, um, as promised, gets gets a prize just for entering. So that's it. Um, what do you get if you're a sponsor? Well, you get a free classified ad in our poetry newsletter. If you're listening to this, you probably received that. Um, goes out to thousands of poets every. Every week, every week on Saturday, um, and it includes a classified section, so it's an opportunity to have a classified ad advertising uh, your poetry, your poetry book, your website, your contest, your poetry reading series uh, for the two and a half to three months that the contest is going, and that's a pretty good deal because we, we charge money for those ads, so to get it for free just for donating a single book um, is a pretty good deal. Um, you'll also be listed as a sponsor on the website, and um, and that's it. That's the whole thing. So I hope you'll consider um, entering the contest and or sponsoring it. If you have any questions about the contest, feel free to um, <clears throat> feel free to uh, call in and ask them. I'd be more than happy to take your call as well as hear your poem. Of course, this is an open reading, and that's our main purpose today. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Call in right now. We'll be on uh, all the way till uh, for the next 50 minutes or so, all the way till the top of the next Hour. Our first caller is uh, hello from the two one two area code. Hi. Hey, is that you? That's me. <laughs> I was just listening. It's awful <laughs> nice what you're doing. Look, I'm not really interested in winning prizes. I, I'm ninety three, and I've been writing poetry that is uh, somewhat accepted. And I enjoy it, and I write for the love of it. 
besides it keeps me out of trouble, my wife says. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, I just wanted to say it's damn nice of you what you're doing. And uh, you know what? I'm going to read you my last poem. How about that? Hey, but, I wrote this great, yesterday. Before you do that, um, can, I ask, uh, can I ask your name and where you're calling from? Yeah, my name is Milt Montague. I'm in New York City, and I've lived here all my life, all 93-plus years. Oh, my gosh. And I've been into, into poetry for about six years. And I That's amazing. It. Yeah. Well, I, do, do, do you ever, do, do you ever, Milt, do you ever um, uh, go to any uh, live poetry readings in the New York City area? Not really. I'm somewhat handicapped, so getting out is a problem. I'm pretty much restricted to my building. I'm a, if you know New York City, it's the Upper West Side, and yeah. uh, uh, I go out for a walk around the block. It's about it. But I do enjoy. I don't enjoy reading poetry as much as I enjoy writing it, and. You know what? I decided because you sounded so great, I'm a bit of a snob, but I like you, and that's why I'm I'm talking to you. <laughs> Lucky me, I, I I'm honored, uh, sir uh, Milt, and um, I'd love to hear your poem. All right, the last one I wrote yesterday. Here it is. It's called the flow, and it says. Sitting on a bench at an entrance to the park, caught up in the flow of life, its comings and goings, while I smile at the interchange. As life pulses ahead, quickens its pace ever forward, age is irrelevant, infirmities evaporate, we are young once more, the sun smiles. We relax. All is peaceful. That's it. That's lovely. But I have um, about, uh, about 200 poems that have been published. I don't think you ever published any of mine. I don't remember offhand. But I, well, I your, write poems. your name's I familiar. Write poems uh, of, uh, huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. I just uh, Your name is familiar, so I know that... Uh, I know that yeah. uh, I, I know that I've come across you, but it's, I, I can't keep track of everyone I publish. But I'm, oh. I'm glad that you've you've, you've, you've That's tried. That's for damn sure. No, no, I have. Uh, uh, as I say, I have. I know you the name because I submitted to you many times. Uh, Superhighway. Let me see. Hold on a minute. I can only work with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem I also have uh, for different reasons. Uh, I don't know where Milt has gone, um, but uh, uh, but that's uh, Milt, New York City, first time calling. Uh, I don't know why he waited so long. He's 93 years old. He, he should have called in much earlier. That, oh, wait, he's coming back. Yeah, it was a coincidence. I'm sitting here working on the computer. Super, S-U-P. I have my uh, records. I'm trying to get to you. Yeah, taking up a lot it's of okay. your time. Can you cut no, me off okay. whenever you have, whenever you're busy. I get lots I understand. of time. So I understand. Well, you no, I, here we are. S U. Super, super, super.
superstition, super dogs, huh? super highway. You're here. No, I'll be damned. I, I, well, no, I have, you know, it it could be under poetry super highway because first name of the website is poetry, but. Um, so it sounds like you're pretty active in in poetry, and you submit work to a lot of places to the point where you yes. have to keep a keep a document that keeps track of them all, which is which yeah. Is I have a hundred pages on my computer of records to know who I sent to what to make sure I don't duplicate, and if if form is accepted, to let the other guys I submitted to know. And, you know, it's a fair and square. Anyhow. It's nice talking to you, and you're a busy man, and I appreciate your candor and your attitude, which I find amongst most of the people involved in this so-called business. It's actually a love more than a business. Anyhow, I'll let you go. Thanks. It's been a ball. Good uh, luck. Likewise. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, that was uh, Milton Montague uh, calling from New York City. Uh, uh, maybe he's getting ready for his uh, afternoon walk around the block. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, thanks for calling in, Milt, and uh, opening up the show for us. The number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. I hope, uh, I hope you're inside, um, uh, especially if you're in Southern California where it's um, 10,000 degrees uh, here in the Southland, and uh, you should be inside a nice air-conditioned place calling into poetry shows and reading your poems. Um, so that's it. That's uh, that's what you got to do. Give us a call, 646-716-7362. Um, received since uh, the last time uh, uh, we were on the air um, a number of uh, spoken word tracks from a couple different people. And so um, I thought we'd play a couple of those uh, um, <coughs> right now. So this first one is from... Uh, Jerry Garcia, who's a Southern California poet, and um, this is his poem, The Highway is a Breeze, the Forest is a Cave. Forward light dims to cyan opacity. Cypress and ferns act as road markers. Faded mediums blotch the interstate. In the rearview mirror... Sunset highlights ochre patterns, light poles, branches, and looming headlamps. As if to accentuate the plotting tempo of my escape, a primer gray pickup flashes high beams and scoots into the oncoming lane. The Studebaker Transtar vanishes around a darkened forest curve leaving swoosh of charcoal dust to unravel like braid of hair. Signage reveals no services for 62 miles. Fuel needle points north. I check my backpack for sustenance. Dense pines are canyon walls, black and creepy. My highlights sway the path of scattered bark. The road's imbalance guides me like my last waltz. Ball tires sway high to the left, low to the right. Radio signal loses to static. 
engine torques against my grade. Wheels thump unseen hurdles on the straightaway. Potholes break rhythm like buried thoughts of gloom. Darkness. My vehicle motions through its own misty beam. Cabin dims. Orange dashboard digits glow. Shadows black on drab. Deeper into my forest, I start to understand solitude. Black pushes against windows. Green-eyed memories reflect. I absorb into the vinyl glass travel vortex. Raven-haired dreams persist. I look for a focal point, trying to make out any horizon through a shallow field of vision in the foggy glow of unkempt asphalt. My pedal pressure continues steady on the floorboard. Jerry Garcia's poem, The Highway is a Breeze, The Forest is a Cave. Um, if you've got, uh, I love playing spoken word tracks on the show in addition to taking calls. Um, what do I consider a spoken word track? It's something different from just a straight reading of a poem. Uh, because if you're going to do a straight reading, I say call in. So what makes it uh, something that I want to use on the air here on this show? Well, it's something like you just heard. It's something where music or sound and or sound effects are are mixed with it um, that that uh, add some extra elements to uh, the poetry itself. Um, you're you're making a poetry track, a, a produced poetry track, track as it were. Even if you just throw some music under it, uh, and that's it. I'm going to play another one a little bit later, um, which is heavy on sound effects as well. And the third uh, kind uh, that you you might consider um, is if it's a live recording of you doing a poem at uh, at a reading where the uh, interaction with the audience and their response, their applause, and their various reactions, they become the extra element of the poem, of the track, that, uh, that differentiates it from just a, a straight, straight reading. Sometimes I get, I get people who just record their poems and send them with no, nothing else added, just them doing a straight reading, and that's it's not what I'm looking for for that segment. Um, any of you are welcome just to, just to come on and, and read a poem at any time. Uh, if you want to do a straight reading like that. But if you want to do a spoken word track, um, something like you just heard where, where there's another el- sound element to it that um, that uh, that elevates or is a companion to the poem, as it were. So send me um, an MP3 or, or several MP3s, if you want, uh, to rick at poetrysuperhighway.com and mention you want me to listen uh, to them for consideration and playing on Poetry Superhighway Live, and I will do so. Um, and that's it. So um, if you'd like to call in and read a poem, the number is 646-716-7362. We're on uh, the air for another 35, 36, 37 minutes, something like that. Uh, Plenty of open lines for you to call in. Um, Our next caller is from the 215 area code. Hello, 215. Hello, Rick. How are you doing today? I'm good. Is this uh, Hanoch? This is Hanoch Guy from Americans Park, PA. Good to hear I'm your voice. I'm trying again. to be on your show every month if I can. Um, I love regulars. <laughs> so the po- the poem that I'm going to read, actually I read it at the reading this week, and unfortunately we did not record it. But your idea of making a track 
is uh, very attractive. So I've always been obsessed with memory. And uh, the counterpart of it is suppressing memory and loss, which is connected to the Holocaust. Mm. Preserving. My mother-in-law preserved losses by washing the tile floor at 5 a.m., squeezing hard the rug in the sink till her hands hurt. It dripped on the floor through the cracked table. By cooking orange marmalade every Thursday, peeling the oranges into the mix, adding just enough sugar to preserve the bitterness. My father took his grief on the road, taking endless courses, shoved in worn-out briefcase, listened to the radio at 7 p.m. for relatives' names. My father retreated into silence every time. I asked him about his parents in Romania, stored his pictures, and his brother's faded photo with an invitation to his sister Fege's wedding in a shirt box, hiding it under the porch in 1939, shoved this morning into his tattered empty suitcase. He took the plane to Romania, which he never boarded. My mother filed her fury and resentment under her eyebrows, stamping her claws on the tile floor late at night, till she was confined to a padded cell. My father-in-law drowned his survivor guilt into obsessively solving crossword puzzles, eating only bread and garlic between his tobacco-stained fingers. He rolled his loss. I know. I buried uh, loss of childhood in wheezing lungs between hunch shoulders, swollen belly, mounds of bitter chocolate. I locked my childhood loss in crushed crickets between my fingers, mutilated flowers between pages of fairy tales. I mourn childhood loss, hunched shoulders, wheezing, swollen belly, crushed crickets, mutilated flowers, bitter chocolate. That's it. Is that it's a that's a whole, Yeah. It's a bitter um, poem. I'm sorry for interrupting you uh, in the middle there. I thought uh, you, you had paused and I, th- I thought we were done. But uh, um, so sorry for the interruption of my voice in the middle of the poem. Uh, but uh, that was a, a wonderful piece. Um, so your your um, your your connection with the uh, with the Holocaust is your your parents. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, mostly with my father, because most of my mother's family survived by coming to all over the world, South America, North America, and Israel. But my father's family was not that lucky. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for um, archiving their experiences in in poetry, because that's something that will last forever. And and we know as long as we remember people they're they're still uh with us and um as we get further and further away from the events that, yeah. that happened there 
you know, it's uh, we we are uh, we have fewer and fewer people who actually witness them. So it's important to keep this stuff alive. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yes, and I am. I'm preparing a second volume of Holocaust. I've already published one. Terra Treblinka. The second one would be Soul Flowers in the Forests of Poland. So it, uh, next year, maybe. I hope so. so uh, thank you for giving could... me the opportunity to read. Sure. What you said you read at a reading this week in person. What what reading was it? Is it a regular series? The, the, the organization is called Philadelphia Poets, although it it publishes annually poets from uh, all over the world. She's interested mostly in immigrants. She's Italian herself, so there are quite a few Italian poets, but also uh, Greek and others. So it's a nice volume. It's a nice size, over 100 pages, and she does it every year. Her name is Rosemary Capello, which is Italian. Got it. That's Um, the connection. Right. I I was just looking for a link online to be able to uh, maybe pass on to anyone else in the the Philadelphia area. Uh, And I see a couple things. I see... um, I see a, a website called Philadelphia Stories that where Rosemary Capello is. Yeah, I am familiar with them. Sure. Okay, and um, and uh, Philadelphia Poets Journal, uh, RedRosePoet.wordpress.com. That, so that's it. That's, that's the organization of uh, Philadelphia Poets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna post that link right in the uh, in the chat room. Um, Terrific. And pass it on as well. So, okay. Well, um, Hanuk, um, thanks so much for uh, for being Thank on you, the show Rick. again, and looking forward to talking with you again. Yes. Take care. Or Bye-bye. you too. Bye. That was Hanuk Dai from Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm guessing that's uh, that's in the Philadelphia area, um, based on uh, the fact that he was just at a reading in the Philadelphia area. I, ha- I had to Philly a couple times a year. My my in-laws live in Allentown, and and we head there for. Thanksgiving and Passover, so I find myself in the city of Philadelphia a couple times a year, um, uh, which is pretty cool, I think. I, I love going going places, you know, and uh, so I never thought I'd be spending a lot of time in Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, but I've, I've been here more time than I can count. Well, I could probably count that high, but I, I, I'd have to figure it out, but it's been a lot. Ask me about Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, there's a lovely art museum there. Uh, and some pretty good food as well. And my in-laws. It's a triple threat. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, again, Hanukkah guy reading a, a poem, uh, a Holocaust-themed poem. Um, he's from Elkins, Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. He's got a couple books out, and he's working on a new uh, volume of Holocaust poetry as well. Um, Hanukkah has sent in poetry, and as many of you have, I'm sure, for the annual Yom HaShoah issue, which we do uh, when, when Holocaust Remembrance Day comes up every year, which we've done many, many years as well. So so look for that when that comes back around in the spring. Um, and one more time, if you're uh, in the Philadelphia area or want to know more about poetry and things happening there, um, head to the Philadelphia Poets Journal at redrosepoet.wordpress.com. It's listed as uh, an annual poetry publication, uh, but Rosemary Capello, uh, who uh, who mentioned, is is uh, right on there, and you can contact her with uh, inf- to get some information about the reading and stuff that happens there. 
All right, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. We're right at the half hour mark, and I like to play a uh, spoken word track at the half hour mark. Um, uh, So this is another one that came in uh, since our last show. This is from the poet Paul Brucker, and it's his poem, Keen Fitful Gusts. Keen Fitful Gusts by Paul Brucker. What a waste to be born a poet but not a very good one. To hobble up the hill to sing your life one more time with feeling. Look into the mirror. See the centripetal meaning of every sensuous fact. Now notice all the broken glass you must arrange to be happy. So what if you're enamored of a life that doesn't work? You can mouth 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 truths over over and over over until until they they become become cliché. All is truth, beauty, and hurts like hell. That was so cool. That was uh, that was uh, an even more experimental track than the one I played earlier, and that was from Paul Brucker. He really uh, put some interesting sound effects that uh, introed and outroed that and um, played under it. It's interesting that there was an audience applause at the end. I feel that this was that was a sound effect and not an actual live thing, which is which is a whole other interesting element. So thank you, Paul Brucker from Mount Prospect, Illinois, for uh, that spoken word. Track. Again, if you, you've got something that you want to send in that's a spoken word track, just send me an MP3 at uh, rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. If you want to call in uh, to our open reading, which is happening right now for the next 25 minutes or so, uh, the number is 646-716-7362. No content or style restrictions. Would love to hear your poem on the air. Um, our next caller is from the 310 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. Henry Howard. It's been a long time. Hello, Henry. How are you? Yeah, I've been a long time. I've been away from been away from this world for for a long time. Last year, I had some really bad health problems, but they uh, they didn't keep me from writing. I have a uh, in fact, I have a new book out which came out in um, in May called uh, called Sing to Me of a World to Win, which is a second volume of human rights poetry and it is both a sequel to and a standalone volume to my first book of uh of a similar theme called sing to me uh, called sing to me of my rights now this one is um is just getting started in availability from vagabondbooks.net and from me personally at h-howard at hotmail.com and and also now, uh, now on um, uh, small pre- small press distributors, spd.org. And the, the poem that I want to uh, share today, though, is not actually in that in that volume. This is a new poem that I've written in the last several weeks called called Chainlink Children. And you can guess that it has to do with uh, with Trump's wonderful zero tolerance policy for for children on the border. And it's a, uh, I believe that is something which has to get out to every American's ears and so that they can use, every American can use their feet to protest it. So I'm going to read this now. It's, it is, 
I couldn't call chain-link children. Above the desert sands, chain-link pens like dog kennels swallow more than 2,000 bewildered children who must call these makeshift prisons home. In a hundred detention camps across America's southwest, immigration buses rumble through the gates, discharging youthful cargo, three, five, seven, eleven years of age, and returning endlessly with more. Of course, there are identical camps for the parents of these children. In fabric tents, steel cells, and cinder block buildings, they sit weeping on their army cots, peering through the chain link cages, asking a thousand times a day, where are my children? No one can answer them. The 2,000 children ripped from the arms of their families on the way to the promised land are the new desaparecidos, the disappeared ones. The strong arms, the, the strong arms of ICE agents wrenched the sleeping babes from the tired arms and life-sustaining breasts of their pleading mothers, and lead them away with backward glance, with backward children's glances no parent can forget. What are the identities of the chain children who our own elected officials are not allowed to see or talk to or even hug? Let us call one chain-link child, Claudia, from Honduras, aged 11. She fled with her aunt when MS-13 killed her brother and they stole a ride north in a banana truck. On the cot beside her, Pedro from El Salvador stares at the ceiling, too traumatized to speak. His father was killed in a factory explosion and there is no one left to care for his family. Even his mother sits in a cot in a camp miles away, wondering every minute if she will see him again. On a third bed, hard and hot as a microwave in the Texas sun, Laura from Guatemala wraps slender arms around a doll as tall as she is. It was given for luck in the journey by Uncle Alfonso, who played with her daily until the volcano burned the sky, the town, and her whole family. Then she fled with her best friend Sylvia, stalked by a rapist who roams the shadows of the smoldering village like, like the angel of death. Our president in his White House of the free cries out, I hate to see these children torn from their parents. It's the laws of the Democrats. Only there are no such laws. Worse still, there are no concrete plans to reunite the separated children with their parents and make the families of the long march whole again. There are only vague promises not worth the paper they are printed on. Our attorney general invokes the Bible to justify tearing apart families. Does he not recall that Jesus and his parents were Earth's first refugees, fleeing in darkness from a king who sought to kill an innocent child? In another place and time, it could be hours if we are careless with the warnings of history. Countless families were torn apart and scattered to the four winds like the ashes most became. Birkenau is not in Brooklyn, but the railroad platforms where two million were sorted and sent to separate fates were built with attitudes and words that persist in every generation. It all begins with fear of the other, the stranger who dwells with us. In the Bible, the book of Leviticus admonishes us, the stranger who sojourns with you shall be to you as the native among you, and you shall love him as you love yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Too many governments and individuals alike have forget that stern commandment. The strangers, the strangers who sojourn us with, us our, with us as our good neighbors become illegal aliens here to take our jobs and homes. 
then for so many come mass arrests, incarceration, separation, and deportation. Where are the 2,300 children now? Or is it 3,000? Anguished parents wonder. Politicians wonder. Religious people who follow a Jesus of love, forgiveness, and families together wonder. No one can answer. The chain-link children have been scattered like dry leaves throughout the country in detention camps most of us pass without seeing on our shopping trips every day. Free the chain-link children once and for all before our government's racist thinking binds us all. Reunite the families now and zero tolerance for Trump's border wall. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Uh, that was uh, that was an epic uh, epic piece. Glad glad you're still writing, even though you've been away from the world. Uh, remind me uh, what city you live in. L.A. L.A. Los Angeles, home. Yeah, home to some home to one of the largest immigrant populations in the entire country. True. And we are each other's we are each other's neighbors. We are each other's. We are each other's inherent friends until insane policies try to make us enemies of each other, which is totally unfortunate and and needless. So I yeah. Well, listen, Henry. uh, I'm glad that you're uh, you're you're back in the world and that you're uh, writing again. And I hope that you I hope that you keep it up. Oh yeah, you can bet that. Remember you had me, my you had me is, concerned when uh, you when you first said that you were uh, away from the world. I, I kind of wondered, well, where where were you if not in the world? <laughs> well, I'm still very much in the in the world. It's just the last year I happened to have suffered a severe brain tumor. It took up uh, took up an, uh, an entire year to to deal with, but uh, it didn't slow down my creative energies any. Uh, I managed to write it. I managed to do that third collection of uh, poetry in my second human rights bo- uh, poetry collection in six months in, in six months so cool we'll keep there. at it oh, that's yeah. great again again it's uh sing to me of a world to win available on vagabondbooks.net or h-howard at hotmail.com and cool. uh let's keep it well up. that's let's great Henry. Will do. Thank you so much for uh, calling in and for reading your poem, and for uh, and, I, and I hope that your uh, your healing is is permanent and complete. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward amen. to hearing you again. And I'm certainly glad that you're still around too. It's the greatest poetry website on the web. So. Oh man, thanks. That's cool. Take care, Dear. my friend. <laughs> All right, you too. That was uh, Henry Howard calling from right here in Los Angeles. Uh, reading from his new book, which you can check out at vagabondbooks.net. There's a link to it on Amazon, too, which I just posted in the chat room. But it looks like uh, they, they listed as out of stock, but it, it's a good place to at least start. It's a little bit easier to find stuff there uh, to, to to see what it looks like and such. So there you go. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Call in. we got about 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, open lines. Um, I got one caller on the line, um, but I'm sure we could get to others. So please do call in and 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 read something. Could be your newest poem, your oldest poem, your most middle-aged poem, whatever it is you want. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the five two zero area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. It's Maggie Westland. Hello, Maggie Westland. How are you? I am doing very well, thank you. 
I'm so glad to hear that. How are how are things in um we're we're experiencing Susan. your heat, by the way. We're experiencing oh, your heat here in Southern Cal. <laughs> you've got a lot of it and you've had some uh fires too. Lots of bad stuff. Anyway. Yeah. I have a seasonal poem for you. It's it's about the monsoon, which we get here every year, which is rainfall. And it teased this year. It started in June and then it stopped. Shall I read it? She, please do. Monsoon. Rain came down the mountainside, slid into wash. Washed windows left its breath life's cool light in palm plume plumped up cactus height storm dreamed new damp clapped cymbals chorus drummed dug into depths of cleared insight left all refreshed renewed filled with delight lovely we could we could use a monsoon here in in southern cal right now uh, so send well, it this uh, way I hope you get it. I hope you get something that's not a big heart case, a little rain, just the right amount to kill. You have time for another one? I do. Go for it. Okay. This one is is about sleeping, and it's called melatonin. My dark meant to improve sleep's silk. No comfort came from Black's expected aid. Instead... I was more zombified, distracted, dizzy, and confused, not rested, as small caps are advertised. Two nights, two days, I tried to make it work to no avail, stopped cold, became my old self, sleep-deprived, but sane. Perfect. (laughs) Anyway, that was a fun one. We'll need some documentation to to prove the sanity, by the way, just if you could forward that to us. Oh, well, I'll put it in the mail. (laughs) It's funny because apparently I was taking the dose that you take for um, jet lag. And if you're just taking it for normal sleep, you're supposed to take like a third of what I took. So the the doctor said no. Are are you still there? like being on a prescription drug. Uh, you cut anyway. out a little bit a bit there, but um, I'm not sure I heard the full uh, uh, explanation of what happened when you took more than you should have taken. But um, suffice, it's suffice okay. to say you, I was, you're alive and, and able to yeah. speak, so it must have all worked out. Yes, it did. Can you hear me now? I can. It's, it's cutting out periodically, but uh, <laughs> but that's okay. I don't know. That's the way the phones are. It's got something to do with the weather. Anyway, it's nice to talk to you, and I'll let someone else come online now, Okay. All right, Maggie, good to hear your voice as always. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, be, ca- be careful in that monsoon. That was uh, Maggie Westland from Tucson, Arizona, calling repeat offender um, here on Poetry Superhighway Live. She's personally fighting off a monsoon in uh, in Tucson, uh, which we appreciated. I hope she can funnel some of that water and, 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 and the cool air, which Tucson is famous for, here to Southern California, um, where we... Um, where, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's 10,000 degrees. Um, so, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, we have uh, open lines right now, so if you call in, you'll get right on. You'll have the chance to read a poem. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to play another spoken word trick. Uh, trick? No, track. 
Uh, Jerry Garcia, whose uh, poem The Highway is a Breeze and the Forest is a Cave, uh, which I played earlier today, sent um, a handful of new MP3s uh, in uh, for uh, since we were last on the air. So um, this is another one. This is called Journeys. Journeys. Never seen so many stars except in the desert night where winds rattle sage and coyotes roam. Earth's waxing satellite hovers Her yellow hue breaks through wires and branches to urge my road trip on balding tires over crusty roads. Loved ones stir in place. Huh? They question my midnight wanderlust. What's going on? And worry that my insouciance will leave me cold. Where are you going, honey? I am sin on the run. The next county is a pipe dream. The trip back a trudge. Tenuous tires and loose exhaust pipes bump along an unbroken road. I would rather be hanging out on my favorite city block under amber lamplights and high-rise ledges at home with the Nighthawks who absorb my body and leave a restless mind. Tonight my space is faded like an unknown alley, like a shadowed crater, like a dark country road. Tossing about my furrowed bed alongside the grace of a woman who could be my redemption. Reaching to the distressed sky, sleep becomes another failure in the night. How cool was that? That was uh, the poem Journeys by Jerry Garcia. Uh, Not just with music and sound effects under it, but um, another vocal. Where are you going, honey? Um, I love that. Thank you, Jerry, for sending in um, those tracks that you sent in. Um, There's a couple more that he sent in that we'll get to in a future show. Um, So, yeah, love that. Um, You guys should definitely send in some spoken word tracks. Do it. Send your MP3s to rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. Make sure it's uh, not just a straight reading because you can call in and and do that. Uh, Something something like you heard today with uh, music mixed in, sound effects, um, or um, in in, uh, rare cases where uh, it's a recording from a live reading that you did in front of an audience where the audience itself um, is is the extra sound element that uh, that turns into the, into something more than than just a straight read. Um, we got about uh, oh eight minutes left in the show, so if you want to call in and read a poem, feel free. The number is eight is six four six seven one six seven three six two. 
Um, so I want to remind everyone that our uh, poetry contest just started in uh, on Tuesday. Um, we have over 60 sponsors who've signed up. Um, I was looking at the uh, the roster of prizes um, that uh, that was donated, and it's it's pretty extraordinary um, the the number of things that um, that have been donated. Um, so you know, forget about the fact that someone's going to win the contest. Uh, that three people will win. Actually, we'll have a winner, and then a, and then a second and third place a winner who's who are going to divide up all of the money taken in. But uh, if you go to the contest prize, I'm just it just goes on and on and on and on. Um, all the different prizes that were donated, and if you enter the contest, you are definitely going to get a prize just for entering. Um, this is one of the largest number of prizes we've we've had donated. So I want to thank all the sponsors who have uh, donated prizes. Uh, to help uh, to make this a contest that's that's enticing to enter, and you can see the whole roster. Uh, we've got new sponsors this year. We've got uh, people who've been sponsoring for many years, and um, it's just a it's just a, a really cool community building thing. I think it's uh, people connecting, uh, poets connecting to other poets. Um, I love it. There's copies of all kinds of books. There's um, magazine subscriptions. You can get subscriptions to Rattle Magazine. There's a digital uh, scri- magazine subscriptions. You can get um, uh, memberships to the Science Fiction Poetry Association. Um, I mentioned earlier uh, one prize someone is offering to format your entire book. So if that's a skill you don't have and you're looking to get your poems together in a book to submit somewhere, um, um, you're set if you win that prize. That's that's awesome. Um, uh, one person, Mary Kennedy Easton, said, 30 on 30, she'll, she'll be your writing coach for a month. Uh, you pick the date that starts, and she'll send you a daily inspirational email that's going to keep you going on your writing project. Um, how cool is that? You get like a writing partner for a month, uh, and you might win that just for entering one poem and, and not winning the contest. Um, so, man, that's cool. Um, there's chat books. Uh, uh, the Poetry Market Ezine is offering a free classified ad in their newsletter. Um, um, man, it just goes on and on. You can see the entire roster of prizes just by going to PoetrySuperHighway.com. Click on the contest, um, 2018 Poetry Contest, and uh, you'll see the entire list of sponsors. You'll see all the guidelines for entering. There's a link to the entry form. There's a link to become a sponsor if you fancy doing that. Um, and then uh, below that, Below the entry guidelines, there's a long, long, long list of prizes, um, and the, uh, the the whole calendar of the contest is below that. When we just started the contest on July 3rd, it, uh, the last day to enter, you got a while, uh, but it's September 22nd. Um, don't wait to the last minute. Um, uh, you, you run the risk of your poems not getting in because uh, not only uh, we accept payment via PayPal and Venmo, so if you pay on that same day, you're set, but if you send a check-in um, and you've submitted that day, the check also has to arrive um, pretty soon after that, um, or else, uh, or else it won't be uh, it won't be included, um, even if you submitted on time, because we we have a deadline for when poem, uh, entry fees have to be received. Um, so there you go. That's that. I also want to thank our three judges: uh, Lisette Alonzo, Matilda Burke, and Trish Lindsay Jaggers. Trish has called into this show a bunch of times. She's from Smith Grove. Smith's Grove, Kentucky. Matilda's from Pasadena, California. Actually, she's hanging out in Wellesley, Massachusetts. I'm going, going to Wellesley, the school there. And Lisette is from Hialeah, Florida. Um, all three of these folks are people who scored very highly in last year's contest. 
um, and uh, that, and so they received invitations to uh, judge this year's contest. Um, and uh, as I mentioned before, when we send the poems off to them, uh, they they don't know who they are. Uh, they, I'm sorry, they know who they are, but they don't know who. Can you imagine? Uh, they don't know whose poems they're reading. They get a lot. They get an email full of poems and a list of titles, and no names attached. And uh, they they send them back with scores, and I attach the scores to my spreadsheet on this end, which does have the names. So they don't. There's, you know, it's a completely fair contest, meaning if you're a sponsor, you can enter the contest and no one will, <clears throat> none of the judges will know who you are. No one gets uh, any extra consideration except for the judge's sensibility in reading your poems and the scores that they give. And that's it. Um, our next show, we're doing an extra show this month. It's going to be um, in a couple of weeks. It's going to be on July 22nd. That's two weeks from today. And uh, we will be actually speaking with all three judges, hopefully, hopefully they can all make it, of the contest. And uh, they're going to have the chance to tell you about um, uh, what they're looking for when they're reading your poems. By then, they will have read a whole lot of the poems. So they'll have some really good insights into what they've received. They're going to be able to tell you what they're looking for, what, what things that they've really liked, um, without giving away you know specific specific poems but general things so if you're considering entering the contest uh, listen to that show uh because uh, you you have direct access to the judges of the contest and um and you'll learn from them uh, their you know a little bit more about their sensibility when they read your poems i don't know of any contest that that gives that kind of access and that kind of insights to people considering entering i mean these are the actual people reading your poems and you have direct access to to them. Uh, if we have time, uh, often don't because I'm asking them a lot of questions. But uh, you'll be able to call and ask them questions as well if you've got something that you want um, want to hear from them about uh, uh, you know any question that you have. So that's in two weeks. That's on um, July 22nd at um, at uh, uh, two o'clock p.m. Pacific, five o'clock p.m. Eastern time, and um, and that's it. That's going to be our uh, our next show. I hope you tune in. Um, after that, we'll resume our normal open reading schedule. Um, our next open reading will be next month in August, on August 12th, also at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. You do the math if you're not in those time zones. You do the time zone math, uh, and you'll be invited to call in and read your poetry. Uh, we'll be playing more spoken word tracks. If you want to consider submitting uh, one of those to me, send them to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. And that's it. I hope you'll consider entering the contest. Go to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, and all the info is there. Of course, uh, if you don't want to enter the contest, you just want to um, submit poetry to us. We, of course, publish two po- two poets online every single week. We've done this for over 20 years. Um, for Poet of the Week, that's our that's what our uh, weekly publication is called. And just click on Submission Poetry, and then under the Poetry menu, there's a Submission Guidelines link, and all the info is there on how to submit your poetry, and uh, we will re- promise you that we'll read it, and uh, and it's quite possible we'll publish it too. You never know; it could happen. Um, thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for Milt from uh, New York City, Hanoch from Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, Henry from Los Angeles, and Maggie from Tucson, Arizona, for calling in and reading your poetry today. Stay cool out there. If you happen to be in LA, I'm actually heading off to La Cañada Flint Ridge, La Cañada. La- La Cañada Flint Ridge Bookstore. I'm one of the featured readers at uh, the Rattle Poetry Reading this afternoon, along with uh, extraordinary poet Kim Dower, who uh, used the words noodle poodle in a poem. Uh, So she's got my vote, everyone. Take it easy. Thanks for listening.